Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome to episode 121 of Geek Town Radio. This week I have with me Mike. Hi Dave. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. It's good to be back in the special chair. <laughs> yeah, yes, actually physically in the room yeah, as well. Which... aren't too tight this time around. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you dragged kicking and streaming. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing? What have you been up to? Uh, so I was in Paris for a bit. I won't. <laughs> linger on that but I was at the air show and that was fantastic <laughs> yes um, yes but it's completely off topic so I'll, I'll move on um, <laughs> I've been watching um, well I, so you recommended Preacher to me yes probably the last time I was here talking to you yes probably um, so I watched the entire first series just in time to watch the start of the second yes. series yeah and it is fantastic it is brilliant and I don't know why I was avoiding it I really don't know why I was avoiding it but it, it is really really good yeah I, I really enjoyed the first episode back. It was, what's interesting about the series, um, for those that know the comic books, which I didn't at the time, I now have a copy of the comic books, thanks to the lovely people at Amazon having sent me a copy. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I uh, now have the comic book, but apparently the, the first season doesn't follow the comic book at all. It's all like a prequel. Yeah, so I, I read about it. So and and yeah, the season two is 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 basically the start is, of the yeah, book. Yeah, apparently. So but it's, it's been really good. But I and I know that it probably will unwind because what I quite like is the fact that things are going on that aren't necessarily immediately related. Like the cowboy wasn't immediately really related to anything yeah. that was going on, but you kept getting snippets of the cowboy. Yes, um, and now you know who the cowboy is. Yeah. Um, but throughout throughout the first. Um, episode you kept getting like people looking at uh, news reports of the explosion from the f- the end of the first season right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then they they find out that there's no survivors and it's like I think something more will come of that as well I've done right. okay. I mean if you already if, if it is following the books and yeah I haven't books, read the books yet I've, I've got it but, I haven't had a chance to read it yet but so. it's, it's fantastic it's mm. really funny I mean it it doesn't feel like the production values are too high but they don't need to be. I don't know. I mean, I think it's. I, I don't think it's production values. I think it's stylized in a yeah, particular maybe. way more than yeah, anything maybe. else. But I, I like it, and it it feels comic. Feel, feels very comic. Yeah, book. yeah. Um, but that that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, no, see, it's good. It's and we see American Gods as well. That, yes, that, that's yeah. finished now, hasn't yeah. it? Season one is finished, and I thought that the last episode was a bit. Of a, of a letdown. Well, I, I with, ex- with the exception of the sort of reveal at the end, which everybody already knew. Yeah, but, but I thought it was a bit of a letdown. I yeah, I said at the time that I felt that it, it felt a bit like a mid-season kind of finale yeah. rather than a, an, an end yeah. to it. I think partly because it's only eight episodes long, and yeah, true. and partly because I think everybody already knew 
the reveal. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't really a big thing. Um, There's no cliffhanger. I good. No. Well, yeah. the cliffhanger is, I suppose, that... They're kind of going to war, but I... No, not just going to war, but she knows now who killed her. And so that's yeah, got yeah, to be yeah. revealed. So like she, you know, there's, there's obviously got to be some sort of yes. scrap there, but, but yeah, no, it was, it was good. And, and, and the acting in it, yeah. superb. Yeah. But it did feel like it went from hot, real highs of real, like, oh my God, this is amazing to quite average. Yeah. And yeah. then so the first episode was amazing and then and it got average and then it was really good and then it was average again. And the weird thing is Bill Quiss, who was kind of slotted in, you know, yeah, had that, yeah. Quite major scene in the first episode. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put it mildly. Yeah. And and was slotted in at various points. Didn't really <laughs> come to it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't really um appear as yeah. as kind have of you read the books. Magic. No, I haven't. So I haven't read the books. Um, yeah. but I did I did I did feel compelled to yeah. to sort of look into the books. And Bilkus isn't such a major character, apparently in the books. So they've in the plan for Bilquis is bigger, they're obviously, is a bigger yeah. plan than Bilquis is in the book. So Bilquis is like a bit part, yeah, apparently. And, so and many of them are bit parts, but they've made Bilquis into something more than Bilquis is. But supposedly. I mean, you're still getting bits of backstory for Bilquis. Yeah. She's not really come into no. the main storyline as far as I can remember. No, not, not really. Other than um, she seems to be on, not on the side yeah, of the old gods. Yeah, not on the side of the old gods. Yeah. gods. She's not on the side of the old gods. Yeah. Or you don't think she is. No. So that's, that's the yes. only... So they're setting that up for something. Yeah. But it didn't feel like it... Yeah, it, it, it felt like... A, I had to double check that that was the last episode in the season. Yeah. I was yeah. like, is there another one? Because it felt like, oh, the next one will be great. And then... Yeah. Oh, no, it is. It is. That was it. Yeah. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. I felt very much the same way. It was It was an odd end to the season. Yeah. But. I mean, the, overall, it was a, it was very enjoyable. Oh, I totally enjoyed it. I totally and, and enjoyed that, it. Um, McShane is um, he was uh, yeah. born for this role. Yeah, you know, forget about Lovejoy. <laughs> I can remember that. <laughs> yeah, he was born for this role. Um, yeah, he's he's perfect for it. I can't imagine anybody else no playing that role. No, Charles Dance maybe. Mm, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Maybe a different doesn't one. Doesn't quite have the yeah. Doesn't have the sort of cheekiness. Enough. Yeah, not sort no. of craggy and yeah. cheeky enough really. Yeah. But it, but it was it was very good. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh, I've been. Um. I played Fallout Four through again. Oh yeah. Um. This is the, the that's next on my list. Of decent. Is it? Oh, should, should I shut up then? No. Go, go on. Go on. Go on. So this is because of the the lack of decent RPGs in yeah. my in my inventory. Yeah. Um. I thought I'd play Fallout Four again because I hadn't done all of the endings. So. I haven't done all the endings and I haven't done all of the... Um, the download the, content. The download content. So another yet. advice, I'm thinking about getting the download content now. Okay. Um, but I, I played through, I did the Minutemen ending, which is kind of the one most people, I think, do first. It's the one that kind of the push, you get pushed into. Right, It's like yeah, the yeah. default one, I think, isn't it? I think possibly. And I don't I know whether I did that. that. I can't remember. I think I, I think I did... I think I ended up blowing up the Institute. You, you blow up the Institute regardless. Maybe I did institute. do the, the Minuteman ending. I had Minute Minutemen and... Because um, it's the railroad, the Minutemen. Yeah. And the... So it's possible to be railroad and Minuteman, Minutemen and, and do both of those at the same time. Yeah, so yeah. the Minutemen ending was, it was the Minutemen, but not railroad, but yeah. still on their side. Um, I destroyed the Brotherhood. Um, yeah, yeah. so and, I definitely did that. Yeah, and it's great fun. Yeah. It is a really, really great, great fun game. Um, but the thing that, that really occurred to me while while I was playing it was that the face animations, right, mm. and that whole aspect of the game, nowhere near as good as Andromeda 
yeah, Andromeda got, yeah, got essentially for killed and, yeah. and the Mass Effect franchise put on hold because of people slating the faces. Yeah. But yeah, Fallout 4 is nowhere near as advanced. Yeah. What, what, what's that all about? Is that double I don't standards? Know. I, I, yeah, it, I, think, I think because it's Bioware, people just expect more, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, but I wonder I, if it's because of the whole Mass Effect 3 ending issue that a lot of people still carry around on their shoulders and yeah, never forgave yeah. them for it. Yeah, it just, maybe. But yeah, so... Brilliant game, um, but their facial animations were wooden at best. Hmm. And but he didn't doesn't have a problem. I don't no, have a problem. No, with I it. mean I've just been playing through Skyrim again. So oh, you know. see now I've been because I was looking because I've never played that game. Oh yeah, and the I reason not have played Skyrim. Well, I like games with a with a really tight story. Mm. And if it's, I'm not that mad on on open world. I mean, open world stuff is great, but I want a good plot i want to i want the main plot line to be the thing i care about the most and i right and I, yeah, yeah and all the reviews of skyrim not a single one i've ever read has talked about the plot no all the great story all the great all the great characters no, I, it only I'm, talks I, about the things yeah. that i'm not really bothered about i'm sort of with you on that in the um it's it's not until this time round that I've actually because I must have started it four or five times yeah. and it's not until this time round I've actually gone through and completed really? the main dragon story. Yeah. I think there's still a little bit left because there are factions again where you've got to make one faction win yeah. over the other. So I think I've still got that to do, but because um, there's an up, there's an updated version of Skyrim, isn't there? This yeah, is on the consoles. Yeah, there's, a, there's a special edition. And I'm tempted to buy it because it does look amazing. It does yeah, look amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. And you can, I mean, I'm running like, I'm running it on PC, but I'm running like 70 different mods on it. Yeah. And you can do something oh, similar. I still loads of mods on, on Fallout as well. Yeah, this time I, I will around, be just doing to, that. Just, yeah. to, just to make it more interesting. Yeah, I will be doing that as well. But I think Fallout's probably my, my next thing. I've also got um, uh, Watch Dogs 2 as right. well which was on sale because it's been the steam sale right so i bought watch dogs 2 because it was like half price because i quite enjoyed the first one of those so i thought i'd buy the second one to give that a run through to see um but i th- i'm actually tempted to leave that for a bit and i might start fallout next i'm hankering to get back to doing a bit more fallout having, yeah, it is good yeah. i did get I, I kind of very quickly got back into it yeah um it's weird because the first time i played it i got put off by running out of ammo all the time <laughs> Yeah, I just I got I got oh no I've got to craft I hate crafting, <laughs> and then I found some mods that kind of like mean you don't have to craft. You can cheat. <laughs> so yeah, I cheated. I cheated my way through so I didn't have to craft. Well, I, yeah, but, it's like like with Skyrim, I get I get annoyed by the fact that I can't pick stuff up, yeah. you know, and I get weighed down by you know my inventory gets like yeah. weighed down. Carrying eight so, suits of plate armor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so I, I, one of the first things I did was I did cheat slightly and get a thing that just allows me to pick up whatever I like. Yeah. Um, so. You know, there there are yes, that is slightly cheating, but there it's like a minor little out there thing. that would probably be yeah. disagreeing with us both. I, right yeah, now, I, I'm sure, but I just I don't have time to. I don't have to time exactly. Up. I don't have the time to grind away yeah. collecting stuff. It's boring. I want to be able to catch stuff. Yeah, I can't be yeah. bothered with it. So I like to be able to go from mission to mission. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I have done. You know, obviously, I'm an Xbox gamer now. Yes. Um, <laughs> Other consoles are available. <laughs> <laughs> um, I dropped, well, while I was in Paris, happily mm. cooking in the 44 degree temperature, yes. looking at planes, something happened to my laptop. Now the right. kids use the laptop. They use it mostly for Minecraft. Well, you know, the youngest use it for Minecraft, the oldest use it for homework. <laughs> I got home, turned on the laptop to get something off the laptop and it was dead. So right. um, 
the, the, the hard drive is displaying all the characteristics of a hard drive that had been dropped. Um, <laughs> right. Now, my laptop, it's quite, it's about four years old now. Yeah. But at the time, it was a really good gaming laptop. So even now, it's not terrible. Yeah. But I don't have another laptop. Right. So I, I didn't really want to spend a load of money on a new laptop. Yeah. But I still wanted to be able to play the odd game on it if I wanted to. Yeah. So I, I, I went out and bought a solid state hard drive. And I replaced the hard drive and I reinstalled Windows and I felt like Bill Gates by the end of it. <laughs> I know it's a simple thing for most people, but I felt like I could take on almost any technical task when I'd done this because it worked. And because it was a fresh install and because it was a solid state hard drive, it feels better than it did yeah, before. Yeah, well, it will do. And yeah. it's so much quicker. Yeah. And I thought, well, what am I going to do? I oh, know. I'll, I'll, um, I'll put Origin back on and all this stuff and Steam yeah, and all the yeah. things I had. And I thought, you know what? What was the best the best RPG? Because I'd only just recently finished Fallout. What was the best RPG I've ever played? Mm. Now, it used to be Baldur's Gate 2. Yeah. Right. It's, again, yeah. for the crusties amongst us. <laughs> I thought Dragon Age Origins. Yeah, yeah. Let's reinstall Dragon Age Origins. So I reinstalled Origins, and I'm playing through Origins again. <laughs> and it's been that long since I played it that I can't remember. I used to, it got to the point where I knew every line of every option. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't fun to play. Yeah. But now it's been that long, I can't really remember it all. Right, yeah, yeah. So much that it actually, the combat system took me by surprise. You know, you, you pan right back and it's sort of like almost isometric and, yeah, yeah, and you yeah, yeah. click and you move, click and move it. So you're not sort of moving it around like you would with like Mass Effect or... Yeah. So that took me by surprise, but it's a really good game still. It's got mm. a really tight story and it feels good and yeah, all right it's not the best, you know, the, the, the models and everything. Yeah, yeah. But, but it is. Really I good. mean, how old is that game now? It's got to be going it's back. 2009, is it? 2008, yeah. so, like that. you know, you're eight, ten years old yeah. in that way. It's a really good game. And the, the story, I swear to you, the story's still better than um, all of the Dragon Age stories that followed. <laughs> it was. It was a brilliant story and there was so much of it. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a I always felt it story. was a mistake when they got rid of the... Um, the 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 silent protagonist yeah. in that you know because yeah, all yeah. the following games you actually had vocal that spoken lines you had to and, have. yeah and it was yeah yeah whereas well yeah. I did I do like see I, I quite liked Shepard in Mass Effect well though, yes yeah so there it, is that. it goes both ways yeah I've never really yeah the Shepard in Mass Effect is is a good and I suppose the Bioware games and Dragon do Age still keep two that, I quite so. like Hawk sarcastic Hawk is is good. <laughs> So I, I don't know. I'm not sure about yeah. that, but it, but by doing that, they limit the scope of the character that you create to yeah, the yeah. one that they've yeah. got. So it's like male I do or wonder female, if they did that it. as a as a way of of separating themselves from the Bethesda games because the Bethesda Maybe. games is always a silent protagonist, whereas whereas the the from sort of the after that first yeah. game they switched over, so it wasn't. Yeah. Um, maybe. So maybe that maybe that was. A, a way of, of distinguishing those two kind of big RPG well, brands. But. I enjoyed the Dragon Age 2 plot, but Origins is amazing. So yeah, I'm halfway through Origins, which is kind of... I've even had some late nights on it. You know, you lose time. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, oh, this is a game from like a decade ago nearly that I've played probably, yeah. I don't know, more times than I've played anything else for a long time. I just, yeah. But that's that's where my time has gone recently. <laughs> Maybe I should install that on the laptop when I'm on holiday. You should. <laughs> yeah. It is... A genuinely Maybe. good game, and it all, it takes forever to play through. Yeah, it takes forever to play through. So you you can maybe maybe that's something I should do when I go on holiday. <laughs> so anything anything else? Not really. Not really. So, that's kind of. Um, that's have you got Handmaiden's Tale? No, yet. no. Channel Four. No. Very good. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, um, kind of about dystopian America, which, you know, is apt you mean at America. the moment. <laughs> yeah, which America. Yeah, I love America. I, should, I should say, I love America. I, love, I, love, I have lots of American friends. But yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I'm going there soon. So, uh, but yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's, um, Brilliant. Really, yeah. really good. They've done a great job with um, updating the book because the yeah. book was written a number of years ago. So yeah. they, they've worked with the author to switch things around so it's set in modern day. Yeah. But yeah, well acted, interesting twist to it. Uh, really nicely put together. I, I really enjoyed, I, I'm really enjoying that. It's It's been really good. I'm also watching House of Cards as well. Uh, fine. Well, no, I Too haven't late. finished that the fifth right. season yet, so okay. I'm two episodes away from the end of the fifth season. And once again, just brilliant. It um, took me a while with that to get past the the, the UK version. I really enjoyed the UK version. Yeah, yeah. It's just different. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it it's, is. It's, a, it's the same sort of setup, but it's just different. Yeah. So it took me a while to get my head around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My expectations versus versus what it what it is, but actually, yeah. I think I prefer it now. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's gone, and it's gone on and further. on and on and yeah, on. It's so, evolved and it's become something else. I, I do, I do like it. Yeah. Um. So that's that's just not really far good. out enough to be like reality anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It it is eerie watching this season of the number of things that are being mirrored in real life. Yeah. Despite the fact that they filmed this, you know, yeah. however many months before. Yeah. So, uh, yes, that's, that's a bit worrying, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very enjoyable. I, I'm really enjoying that. And, um, Doctor Who finished, of course, this week as well. Have you been watching any of this? I don't know whether you're, oh, you're up so to date. I, am, I know I'm people a, are on it. I'm a doctor. I would call myself a Doctor Who fan. Yeah. But I only, I've only seen two episodes. Right. Okay. Right at the start. Okay. And I, I keep meaning to watch them on 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 iPlayer, yeah. but I just haven't got around to it. There's always something else that I want to watch, and I wonder if I am I over Doctor Who. Well, I tell you what I would do is if you can't be bothered to watch them all, and you've watched the couple at the start. Yeah. If you watched like the first episode and that sort of stuff. Skip all the ones in the middle. I mean, it's been brilliant this yeah. season. I mean, Moffat has done a fantastic job. He, he's sort of, you can tell it's his final season because he's sort of gone screw it and just like thrown everything he can at it. Okay. Um, so it, it's been really good. I've thoroughly enjoyed the season. The uh, But if you haven't got time, go and watch the final two episodes because you sort of need to watch them both. Okay. Um, but uh, go and watch the final two episodes. It, it, they're really well put together and it will set stuff up for the Christmas special. Like normal. Yeah, yeah okay. Maybe um, that's what I'll do. And uh, so you, you get to see, and, and it, there are certain things in the final episode which tie back into the first, you know, the early episodes as well. Okay. So, so it's, you can sort of miss out the middle ones if you're short on time. But, uh, but yeah. it, it's well worth it. I've really thoroughly enjoyed this season. I, I'm sort of going to miss Peter Capaldi as, as the he Doctor. Is, he he has good. been really good. He was good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so I, I watched the whole previous season. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, but some I don't know what what it is. I just I just lost yeah enthusiasm. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean I've, just I've enjoyed it, it, and there's always other things that I'd rather watch. Yeah, maybe yeah. there it's is a lot down of my list of yeah. things that I want to see. Yeah, um, I I really got into this season. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think Bill was a is a great companion. Yeah, yeah, um, no, no I, I think you know. I think so. I think she's a good a good companion. I think um, there was a lot made of that. That there was no need to be a lot made of it. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I think she's, I think she's been great. Um, I think, yeah, Peter's going to be good. It's going to be very interesting to see the Christmas special given where. Two the, doctors. Yes. Uh, yeah. the, given where it ended. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, to seeing the, that and seeing, well, I mean, potentially three doctors. I mean, you don't know when the regeneration is going to no, happen true. and how the regeneration is going to happen. So, I mean, you never know. They they've said it's going to be an odd one this yes. time around. So uh, whether it happens halfway through or is whether it, it regeneration? happens at the end. Sorry? Is it a regeneration? It could be the, the doctor's got family out there, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it is. it does seem to be a regeneration. Um, given that it's been fairly well publicized, so I don't think, you know, it's, uh, you know they, they reintroduced the William Hartnell yeah. first doctor um, back in. So... Um, yeah, I mean whether whether that's going to introduce versions of of Susan and and some of the other um, early companions, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's yeah, because Susan was was his granddaughter, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't remember. Obviously, no, no, no I mean remember, I don't remember. But I've but seen but... I've seen old ones. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know, because um, it would so, be quite yeah. good. It would be quite good for for there for there to be a previous iteration doctor well i mean there, there was always that would that would be awesome yeah that well, that, that that would be intriguing yes yeah or uh, yeah maybe yes i don't know whether you could do that but uh, cuz you'd sort of have to have a cuz at some point you'd have to have a regeneration cuz the william again. hartnell doctor obviously it's not william hartnell but yeah. the william hartnell doctor is that long ago that nobody there's no very few people would have any preconceptions you kind of got you'd have complete freedom to do what you wanted with that doctor yeah, because yeah. in the scheme of things, that doctor was never really part of kind of yeah, no, how I know that what you mean. Developed, yeah. it was a different. Yeah, no, I yes, I mean that's that's an interesting idea. Could you just continue with William, William Hartnell as the doctor again? That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I can't yeah. say I can't see them doing that, but it's it's uh, it's certainly an interesting jump in the shark a bit, isn't y- it? Yeah, I I think because <laughs> you you're, the yeah, you you're gonna have issues with that, but it's yeah. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I think they've put it in a very interesting position. So that should be quite good. Um, few uh, few shows I've got back to. Uh, Killjoys, I went and had another look at. Um, yeah. Which I, I, I'm struggling to get into it. I know, Mad see, we talked problem. about it with Bex last week, and Bex loves, loves that show. Um, and I'm enjoying it, but I... It, it's sort of not quite again in my list of shows it's not quite yeah. making it up high enough I, I think yeah. I, I probably I think I've probably said this before but I think that there's so much good stuff out there yeah the things I would have probably enjoy, enjoyed 10 years ago I'm not enjoying as much anymore because there's always something else that I'd, yeah. that I'd rather watch so yeah. the same I mean the same applies to Doctor Who yeah, yeah. If I've got if I've got a couple of hours to watch the telly, which doesn't happen very often. Yeah. If I've got a couple of hours to watch the television, there is probably something on Netflix or Amazon that I would rather watch than Doctor Who. Yeah. And I know the same thing Killjoys is something I'm sure I would have loved had it been on terrestrial television at nine o'clock and there was nothing else out there. I'd yeah, have been yeah. all over that. Yeah, yeah. And I'd have fond memories of it. Yeah. But Yeah, I know what you mean. Time when time's limited, it's it's difficult. I mean, it's it's perfectly good, um, you know, sci-fi. Yeah. It's it, I mean, I've watched I've watched the first couple of episodes again, um, and I will try and fit a bit more in, and because I like how it's developing. I just 
it's a bit slow at the start and I, yeah. I want to see it kind of develop it a bit more. So so there's that. Uh, I finished off The Strain as well because the next season of that's coming back fairly soon. So uh, I wanted to make sure that I'd I've finished off the previous season, which I hadn't up until now, um, which is a great show. And uh, I'm looking forward to the final season of that coming. And they released a full trailer for The Inhumans yes. as well. Yeah. Which, uh, I don't know, it's... There, there are some great bits and there are some bits you looked at and went, yeah, yeah but I'm you're not DC, sure. right? You're DC. Yeah. And I used to be Marvel, yeah. not DC. Although I think I've become DC now. I think you probably have, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, yeah. There, there are little bits like, I mean, as somebody pointed out, uh, they had Medusa in handcuffs. It was like, oh, that's brilliant. Yes, the person that can control their hair like hands and you put her in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Not the brightest thing to do. I mean, that may be the next second of that scene, but, you yeah. know, it was in the trailer. Yeah. Um, the dog's fantastic. I can't remember what's the bulldog called Lockjaw. I think the CGI for that bulldog is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. Uh, I like Anson Mount. I think he's a... He he was wonderful in Hell on Wheels, uh, so it's interesting to see him take a part where he doesn't speak the entire time. I think the casting overall is great. I just I'm not entirely sold on the look of it yet. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, it sounds like this big um, IMAX launch is happening worldwide as well. So it's not just going to be the US. I mean, because according to the trailer, they are showing it in first two episodes are going to be strung together as a kind of movie okay. in IMAX. That might be quite cool. So, uh, you know, and that's, I think, September sometime that's happening. I don't think I've ever been to an IMAX. I, I definitely have. I've been to an I IMAX. I've never done it. They're, I mean, they're all over the place now, so... Well, even even in the cold, frozen northern wasteland. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they are. A lot of places have IMAX cinemas. Um, there are definitely some in Birmingham anyway, and... Uh, we don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, there, there are some around. It's it's worth going to see. I think that's going to be interesting. We still not got an announcement of a UK channel for it, but I I can't believe that nobody's going to pick it up when they're doing a massive international launch yeah, in IMAX. Somebody has to pick this up. Whether it's unless it's just horrendously expensive. Well, maybe it could be, but. You know, given that they've got this IMAX deal going, so mm. IMAX have probably thrown in quite a bit of money. I would have thought, yep. as part of that, I don't Maybe. know. They, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting, but um, yeah. So, so there's there's that coming. In terms of other film and TV news, we'll um, let's move on to that next. Okay. We're going to kick off the film and TV news with, well, what used to be called renewals and cancellations, but I've changed it to air date updates because I think it's better and it's more appropriate. <laughs> it sounds better for a jingle as well. <laughs> yes, we need, I need to, need to put a jingle in there. <laughs> um, so air date updates, which are, are just some quick kind of headline bits and pieces. Better Call Saul renewed for a fourth season. Yeah, that's good. Comes as a surprise to absolutely nobody, nobody I don't yeah. think. Nobody. Uh, but yes, the, so that that will ba- be back. Uh, should mention that me and Matt did an entertainment talk, like hour-long review of the whole season. So if you go to entertainmenttalk.org, there's a podcast on there of me and Matt talking about um, Better Call Saul, the uh, season three, if you want to listen to that. 
Jane the Virgin is, uh, which was dropped by E4 a few weeks ago, has been quite quickly picked up by Netflix. So uh, Netflix UK are now showing that exclusively. Season three is now on there. Season four is coming in the autumn. I'm assuming when season four arrives, it'll go on weekly. So uh, again, not a show I've been watching, but uh, it's great that Netflix have swooped in and picked that up, which I'm hoping they do with this show as well, because Dave this week had the shocking news that they've dropped suits which is what a, does that leave them with uh, well uh, yes exactly um endless dave re- gorman <laughs> dave gorman and endless reruns of top, top gear. gear from the um, olden days yeah. so yeah i mean i i'm really 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 surprised about that and um i mean the the guy that the um pr guy that i was talking to at Dave um, or at UK TV was kind of upset about it as well. I mean, you know, um, it's obviously, I think, a financial decision more than anything else, whether it's just become too expensive. It's a weird time to do it, though, given there's such extra interest in the show. Because you've, you know, one of its stars is dating Prince Harry, for God's Mm -hmm. sake. You know, you kind of think that that would, I mean, maybe they've upped the price of it. Uh, could, yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. So uh, I well, don't because know. of Prince Harry. Yeah, because of it's all about <laughs> Prince Harry's fault. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I suspect that Netflix might try and step in and save that as well. Oh, I thought so because they've got the f- previous five seasons. The sixth season is due to go on at some point. Yeah, reasonably they've definitely so. got some of it. So uh, they've got the first five seasons. It's also been going on. If it doesn't turn up on there, I suspect it may end up weekly on Amazon Video, not on Amazon Prime. But so you have to buy the episodes weekly. Oh, God, I hate that. Yeah, um, they did that with last season of the originals. Not the not annoyingly, they've not done it with this season of the originals, which is kind of irritating. But so yeah, I mean, we'll see where Suits ends up. But at the moment, there's been no announcement of it. Riverdale has an air date as well for those fans of Riverdale. That's coming on the 12th of October, Thursday the 12th of October, that's landing. Um, so when you say those fans of Riverdale, you're sort of saying that you're not one of them. No, I, I, I am I actually. That. I do okay. rather like Riverdale. It's it's brilliantly kind of um, silly, over-the-top drama, uh, teen drama, but it's fabulous. It's really well, <laughs> it's really well put together. It's, it's done by Greg Vellante, um, which I'm sure I've mentioned many times before. He's the same guy that does Flash Arrow and all those shows. Yeah. Um, it's it's just very well done. And and it's got this kind of vibe of, of there being something slightly spooky and mysterious going on. Yeah. But there isn't. It's sort of straight. There's a sort of... I mean, it was There's always... an undercurrent, a sinister undercurrent. Yeah, there is a sinister undercurrent of it. Um, they dis- always described it as being sort of, you know, a teen drama mixed with Twin Peaks. And whilst it's not that Dawson's weird... Dawson's Creek meets Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and whilst, whilst it's not as weird as something like Twin Peaks, I know why they say that, because there is an odd kind of eerie undercurrent to the whole thing. Okay. So, um, but it, it is honestly it's really good yeah. it's worth watching and uh, Sense8 which Netflix unceremoniously dropped and said they wouldn't be making any more of have re- relented and are making a two hour finale movie of the series uh, to, to sort of tie off the storylines and stuff because I think it left I haven't actually watched the second season yet but it left it on a bit of a cliffhanger apparently so that, that would be that would be outrage from the fans for, for the cancellation that caused that, or was that always in the plan? Do you think? Well, or? I don't know. She, um, the it's made by the Wiskowskis. Because not many, uh, not many seasons, not many series that get dropped. 
No. Um, get the chance to have any kind of closure. Usually they just no, I, stop. I mean, uh, Lana um, wrote a sort of big letter to the fans basically yeah. saying thank you thank you for all the support because of you we've got and uh, yeah. we've got a chance to finish it off a bit like the, the mass effect uh extra extra <laughs> director's cut ending yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, i mean it's one of those things that it's weird with netflix because netflix because they don't release ratings one of the things they judge it on is the amount of traction they're getting on social media yeah. and there was uproar on social media when they cancelled the show. Yeah. So it's possible that it is true in this case that the that the amount of traction that it was so getting they, on social so media that it got ratings. They know what the ratings are though. Yeah. But they don't even tell the showmakers. Oh right. Oh I didn't realise that. They they don't release ratings. They know what the ra- they know what the ratings are. So you know that's what guides what shows they pick up. Right. Um so it but it's it's very difficult to predict sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and the reason that they brought things like Arrested Development back was presumably because they knew that a lot of people were watching the reruns of Arrested Development. Yeah, sure, that makes um, sense. And it's the same with things like Fuller House when they Full House when they were made Fuller House, which is this sequel. Presumably, it's because a lot of people were watching reruns of that show. So the, the you know the, they they sometimes pick things up and extend the contracts because of the fact that because of big data. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, if people yeah, are watching it, yeah. you know, they, they know exactly what everybody is watching yeah, because sure. they have all the data on it. So uh, it's it's one of those things that they base it partly on that and partly on the amount of traction that they're getting on social media because the more people that's talking about the show, the more that the Netflix brand gets yeah, out there. So it's, you know, it, it is worth it to them. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a mixture of things uh, with, with them. It's not, I don't think it's purely based on ratings. I, but in the case of something like Sensate, it was the fact that it's an expensive show to make because yeah. they must have a point where the rating they they break they feel they're breaking even. Yeah, they must. There's there's a there's going to be a calculation where they know that. Yeah, I mean that many that many view that many views is probably equal to X amount of licenses or whatever. And yeah, there there is a certain yeah. amount of that. I mean, and it, it is one of those things that I mean, Sensate was an an odd little show yeah. anyway but it's also incredibly expensive because you're shooting in multiple countries yeah, yeah. you're sh- you're then having to you're having to line shots up so things like the martial arts sequences you're jumping between characters and they've got to sync up properly and i, I mean it must be a nightmare to to put together so that's got to take time yeah. there's a lot of that sort of stuff and there's cg work in there and i mean it, it can't be a cheap show to make no so you know, I think it's a mixture of that compared to the amount of audience it's bringing in. Okay. So, I th- but I think it's great of them that the fact that they've they've kind of said we'll make a two-hour finale and finish stuff off. I think that's good. Um, onto the biggest stories. First one, uh, Hawaii Five O. Which have you seen any episodes? Yes, of, of course the, I have. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, Hawaii Five O runs the sky one over here. Uh, Daniel Day Kim and Grace Park are no longer going to be in it, who are two of the main team. Um, And you're now in a situation where uh, Daniel Day Kim, who plays Ching Ho, you've got Grace Park, who plays Kano. Both of those, according to reports, the reason that they've not come back is because the contracts are up and they were seeking equal pay to Alex McLaughlin and and Scott Kahn, who are believed to earn 10 to 15% more. 
Um, it's not a big difference. No, and and <laughs> CBS had apparently turned them down, which is weird considering Alex has already said that he, he's going to leave at the end of this yeah, upcoming it's season. Really odd. So, so you would have thought they would have gone. Well, we're going to lose Alex anyway. We can we'll just, it. yeah, yeah. We'll just stick fifty. I mean, and also Scott did a lot less episodes this past season yep. because he's unlike a lot of the stars that moved to Hawaii. He didn't. He's he's stayed in LA. So his family is all in LA, yep. and he was wanted to spend more time with his family. So he it, like a lot of the time, uh, Danny was like going to Chicago the reason that he was doing that was he was actually going home to LA yeah. to, to visit the family. So, so, so he was working a three-day week. <laughs> yeah, basically he was working a three-day week. So um, you've got sort of Scott there part-time, Alex leaving at the end of it. You've now got those two left. You're basically left with uh, Grover as a character and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, they're obviously going to introduce like the A-team team members. without Hannibal, Face yeah. and BA. It, I mean... They have come out and said, well, if Alex wants to leave at the end of the series, that's fine. But we're going, you know, if the numbers are still there, we're going to carry on with it. And they're like, Regardless. Well, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the numbers haven't been great in it the last few seasons no. anyway. And if you're going to carry on without the main lead. I've got an idea. With the second lead on part time. And it's weird. I've got an idea. And Go if on. there's anyone from the network listening, you can have this for free, right? It's Hawaii. So. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog the Bounty Hunter has been in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what so, do you mean? What Dog do you the mean? Bounty Hunter as a, as a, as a permanent main character. <laughs> main character. Yeah, I would yeah. watch that. <laughs> no, I'm not as convinced. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I suppose one advantage of, of these two characters not coming back is the fact that you can start to introduce an entirely brand new team. Yeah. One of those being somebody that will take over as lead from Alex. Yeah, it's like a reboot, isn't yeah. it? Almost so doing, like, it, it allows you to, yeah, whereas you may have had to have done that kind of messed around with doing that towards the end of this season, it means you you just have to do that at the start of this season. So, I mean, they left the, the they left it in a position of, at the end of the last season where these two characters can quite easily be written out as well. So, mm-hmm. maybe they knew it was coming. Maybe dog became available. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So, I I don't know. Um but yeah, that that's going to be very interesting to see how that that's made up when it comes back and what the casting is and and that sort of thing. So it usually runs um, from January in the UK. That but so. they've they've quit like now. Yeah. So there's no there's no ending to their they're literally just not going to be. Well, I, apparently the yeah they they're not they're just not going to be in it. But they they said it will be addressed in the opening episode. Right. So whether that means they're going to come back or I mean they they ended the series with Kono going off chasing a um a, a guy that was running a child sex ring. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then they, the they, yeah so uh, you... and and they offered Chin Ho the position basically running San Francisco five. So out. they could open the episode with him standing on a row, a bunch of people standing on a row. Oh, it's it's good that he's now gone. I hope he enjoys his new life in, in San Francisco. Yeah. What a great leaving, dude. Yeah, that was cool. That was fancy. I'm so hungover. Um, <laughs> so, yes, I mean... <sighs> Awkward, but you know, I mean, they never know. They may come back for, they may agree to come back to do odd episodes or whatever, but we'll see. 
So next up, we've got... Uh, this is an interesting new series, actually, uh, which they announced some more cast for, but it's it's been around for a while. Uh, I thought might appeal to you as a Stephen King thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's Stephen King and J.J. Abrahams have got together and are making a series called Castle Rock, which isn't based on one particular Stephen King book. It's based on all of the Stephen King it books features. that are... Feature, yeah. yeah, it features. That features Castle Rock, which is... A town that is in, uh, it was in Cujo, it's in the Dark Half, it's in It, it's in Needful Things, Shawshank Redemption is mentioned, and he's mentioned in yeah. loads and loads of different yeah. stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I thought this sounded quite interesting. This has got a Twin Peaks vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it will I, have. I hope um, it does, yeah. So it's it's basically, a, they're calling it a psychological horror series, which combines the mythology uh, and intimate storytelling of King's best love works. So it sort of weaves the whole lot together. It feels to me like it's going to be, uh, has a bit of Twin Peaks about it, a bit of Haven about it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that series. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a town which is beset by mysteries. You've got um, the the cast of the big cast that they announced was Sissy Spacek. Do you remember American Gothic? I I didn't see it. I remember it being on, but yes, I do. That's kind of, if you can get hold of it still on VHS. I'm sure it's around somewhere. (laughs) You should check that out. That's kind of, that was one of the first things I thought when I I read about it. Right, yeah, yeah. But it it is really exciting. Mm. Really exciting. Stephen King books, probably my teenage years more than my, yeah, yeah. My, not quite so teenagers. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> um, but some of those are like dark half. I mean, it's just that whole atmosphere. If they can, if they can get that, because mm. I'm not so sure they've, that, that many of the films that are based on Stephen King books. Yeah. Quite captured that. Yeah. I mean, there, there are quite a lot of Stephen things, particularly Stephen King things, the, particularly the TV projects, yeah. which don't really seem very Stephen King, no. King at all. No. So um, yeah, that, that's kind of interesting. They have got a a Stephen King alumni in as one of the lead cast, because Sissy Spacek, who um, played Carrie in the film Carrie, she has joined the cast as um, mother of one of the other characters, but she's said to be a retired professor who has got um, sort of the first signs of dementia, but he's supposed to hold the key to some of the town's unsettling past, which uh, I think could be quite an interesting character role. Uh, Andre Holland, who was in Moonlight and The Nick and American Horror Story, he's been cast as a death row defense attorney um, called Henry Deaver, who is said to have a unique and complicated history with the town. Um, Sissy Spacex playing that character's mother. American so, Horror Story is another one of those series that. Yeah, yeah. That's quite. I quite like. I quite like that stuff like this is is being commissioned. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of interesting horror stuff around. Uh, you've got uh, Melanie Linsky, who was in Girl Boss and Two and a Half Men. She's the, playing the female lead, who's a character called Molly Strand. She has a rare medical condition and an, the unenviable job of being the town's real estate agent, which is not <laughs> easy in a place where every other property is the site of somebody's worst nightmare. And what's in the basement? Don't go in the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. That knocking, it's just the pipes. Don't, don't, don't go worry. In the basement. <laughs> Uh, Jane Levy is joining as uh, Jackie, who is a morbid, so- death-obsessed girl with- who's appointed herself the historian of Castle Rock. 
Yeah, yeah. and Sissy Spacek, as we said, he's, he's jo- has joined us as the mother of, of Henry. So, yeah, I mean, it's sort of some interesting cast there and you get kind of some idea of the characterizations that I, I'm, are, are coming I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think it, it sounds like yeah. it could be very, very interesting, yeah. that show. Uh, it's it's in Hulu. It's based on Hulu in the US. So it means it could land absolutely anywhere, anywhere over here. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you've got, I think, uh, Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale is a Hulu show. Right. Um, so that was on Channel 4. But we've had them come over onto Fox over here as well. So but It's unlikely know, to be the likes of Netflix or it's Amazon. It's unlikely, because yes, they're, because they're yeah, rivals yeah. in the US. So unlikely that Netflix or, or uh, Amazon will pick it up. It's probably going to end up on network somewhere. Okay. Um, I think it being a big property, sci-fi like the Stephen King stuff, but it may be a bit too big for them. It yeah. depends what sort of hype it gets around it. Channel but, 4. But Channel 4 yeah, would be a good spot I, for I it. And, it and uh, Fox would be a good spot for it as well. We'll, we'll see. And um, finally, <laughs> Warner Brothers have a live-action TV series Do of song, the uh, Jetsons <laughs> on it. I could play the Jetsons theme tune. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Although I'm not sure whether it'll pass the copyright, but yes. Um, yes, has the amazing uh, Meet George Jetson uh, theme tune to this show, which I think a lot of people, certainly of our generation, it, I'm not singing it. Um, so yes, live action TV version of the uh, Jetsons. There is apparently a feature length cartoon of the Jetsons coming as well. But live action TV, I think... I can't even imagine. No, it's. I mean, it's going to be a... a comedy kind of sci-fi comedy thing which is interesting that i mean because america's kind of avoided sci-fi comedy for years and i mean we've had a a couple of them you know red dwarf being the most obvious one but we had what was that hyper something the nick frost one that came a few years ago there was that as well but so i mean there's that we've done a couple of those sort of sci-fi comedies is it is there any any idea of what audience it's been aimed at Bear no. in mind it was a children's series. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. Um, you see, because it could be. It's I not going to be a children's thing because it's going to be aimed at older people. No, my guess I is guess. it's a CW comedy, so it's probably aimed at, um, well, it's it's Warner Brothers developing it, so there's a good chance it will end up on either a CW or CBS. Yeah. Um, I, that really, I mean, it could end up anywhere over here, but I, I don't know. It's difficult to to pitch where it's it's going to land. That's uh, it's an odd prospect, yeah. um, but I mean, Fox have got the Orville coming, which is Seth MacFarlane's kind of comedy take on Star Trek. Yes, uh, which I think looks fantastic. It's kind of um, what was the Tim Allen movie? Um, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Yeah, it's it's very Galaxy Quest, <laughs> which is really good. Film. Yeah, which is a fabulous movie. <laughs> um, so I mean. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's interesting that they've suddenly stepped onto this kind of comedy sci-fi bandwagon. And, well, it was all superheroes before, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yes, it was. So I, it, it's interesting. Um, and and there's so many dystopian kind of TV shows out there right now. But they've got to go really far out to beat what's going on at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's you've got. I mean, Walking Dead. You've got the expanse. Do we do dystopian got, things? Do you think when things are bad, we let's let's yeah, well, let's watch do, people, about things being worse. Yeah, people do yeah. dystopian. 
dystopian and do horror when things are, are, are kind of going badly. So I think maybe this is just a, a way of trying to fight back. But uh, that's why I was playing Fallout again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Practice, <laughs> practice, <laughs> practice for the oncoming apocalypse. <laughs> so uh, yes, I, I, I don't know. It, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I like the sound of it. It's in very very early development at the moment, so there's no casting or anything for it yet. No. But I I quite like the sound of this. I think it could be fun. Yeah. So as long as it doesn't end up like lost in space. <laughs> well, they're bringing that back as well. <laughs> yeah, Netflix are bringing that back okay. as, as, a as, a as a series. As a series, modern updated okay. series. It um, could be a good series. Yeah, he just made a terrible film. Yes, yes. Well, you know, Joey's better in cars. You see, definitely, <laughs> definitely right. Um, so yeah they're, they're bringing that back and you've got um, I mean there is some great more dystopian sci-fi coming because they've got Altered Carbon coming as well which looks fabulous yeah so um, you know Netflix are really on it when it comes to that sort of stuff I'm very interested to see what Lost in Space is going to turn out like uh, but, it could uh, be really good I mean like, in, in fairness the film had potential yeah, I think it, it just... On paper, it was probably a great idea. Yeah, I just think it was badly directed and put together. But, yeah, um, all of those things. Yes, it's a, it's a shame. But uh, hopefully they'll do better with... I mean, the Jetsons at least is aiming to be a comedy. So, yeah, yeah you know. Any, any news yet on, on, you know, when we might get the, the Series 2 of The Expanse? No, we're still waiting on I'm it. I'm starting to get a bit desperate. Yeah. You know, um, like I'm just as desperate for... Mass Effect Andromeda DLC content. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, nothing as yet. But at least I know Expanse Series 2 exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, nothing as yet. It, it will be coming to Netflix it's at some really point. really difficult but... to avoid trying to seek it out. Yeah, yeah. Naughty, shouldn't. No. <laughs> but yes, it's, yeah, it's like, and before anybody asks, no, we don't know anything about Gotham. Channel 5 have even stopped responding to any press requests about it at this point. <laughs> um, I, okay. I, the only thing I can say, season three comes out at the end of August on DVD. I think that's probably going to happen before it ends up on Channel 5. Right. Um, so although Channel 5 claim they bought it, I mean, whether they've lost the rights and just don't want to admit it, I don't know. But um, it's looking like it may premiere on DVD at this point, wow. or DVD and Blu-ray. So we'll we'll have to see if they have got it and they've just sat on it. It's a bizarre decision. But anyway, <laughs> won't be the only bizarre decision that's been made recently. No, that's true. So uh, that's all the news for this week. Next up, we have an interview. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The interview this week is with actress Vary Calvi. She's a Scottish actress who uh, made her debut at the age of five in Mel Gibson's Braveheart, playing the role of young Murren. And uh, that kind of gave her the acting bug, really. Once she graduated from drama school, she's worked in theatre and film and in TV. Most recently, she starred as Crystal, the lead in the sci-fi thriller Abduct, alongside Sienna Gilroy, who uh, you might recognise as Eve from Lucky Man and uh, Natalie in 
Fortitude, and uh, William B. Davis, who I think everybody knows as the smoking man in X-Files. It's a really interesting cast. It's a great little movie. It's up on Amazon Video right now. We had a little chance to chat to her about Abduct uh, and uh, talk about her experiences working on Braveheart and some of her other upcoming projects. So here's the interview with Vary. It's about 20 minutes long. We'll see you afterwards with some highlights for next week on TV. Hi, Barry. How's it going? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for coming on for a bit. Should we start off with a little bit of background about you? Let's let's start yeah. there. Usually I'd say, how did you get into acting? But seeing as it's fairly well-publicised where you started, <laughs> um, that that's because I mean, you, your first role was you were five, weren't you, when you, you got the part in Braveheart? Yeah, that's right. Um, I was five years old when I landed that, and uh, that was... Um, through sort of a brief audition it happened sort of by luck really yeah you ended up get, getting the the part in that i mean that's i mean a place to start really <laughs> yeah it's, it's the best place to start it's uh, yeah i would love to get something like that again <laughs> yeah yeah that would be great um i mean so you're working with people like uh, mel gibson uh, brian cox not the physicist one the other one uh, <laughs> um do you, what do you actually pick up do you pick up anything at that sort of age when you're around you know in terms of acting or or just being on the set yeah what what's that experience like and is there anything you can kind of bring forward from that or is it just a strange distant memory at this point (laughs) Uh, that's a really good question actually that's not one I've been asked before um yeah I think you do you do pick up a lot without realizing it yeah um it's a lot of the way the set works and how the how the business works in general just from really simple things um working through the, sc- the scripts and things that I got sent before um I went to location to film yeah. um and also just like the simple things like the, the fact you block a scene before you shoot it so I learned all that on on the set of Braveheart and just the sort of the way a director will talk young actors through a scene Right, yes, yeah. It's very different from obviously, um, you know, I was five years old, so they had to, he sort of talked to me while I was doing yeah, the you movements. Can't, and, difficult yeah. to learn lines, really, at that age, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, funnily enough, I was always, um, I mean, I didn't have any lines for Braveheart, but I did audition for um, the young Joan of Arc afterwards, and that right. was a very big script. And um, the casting director came to Scotland to audition me for that, and she was really impressed because I'd learnt the entire script by heart. Oh, so I think I think um, actually children remember lines a lot easier because it's kind of like playing. Yeah, yeah. And acting, it's it's kind of all in one, so it's just a chance for children to get their imagination out, but with actual grown-ups as well, which <laughs> makes it better. It's just like a massive game. <laughs> How old were you when you did that, or when you auditioned for that? Um, I was, it was literally just after Braveheart was released, so I must have been about six or something. Wow, that's an impressive reading level for a six-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, after that sort of those first few things, when was it you actually decided that acting was what you wanted to do? I mean, I remember talking to my mum about it and saying, I really want to continue doing this um, and I love it. And I think it was always in me. I mean, um, in in 95, when the uh, BBC Pride and Prejudice came out. Yeah. I um, invited all my friends around and reenacted the entire thing with them. <laughs> 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 so 
So I think it was just something that was naturally in me. Right. And um, so, but, you know, my mom, my mom got a lot of advice from um, sort of people in the more Hollywood arena. And they said um, that it's, it's not always a great place for a child to be, yeah. uh, to go straight into that, that level. Um, yeah. And especially because my, my family have no experience in the industry. Right. Yeah. So um, there would have been quite a lot for them to try and figure out, which they just they would have been used to. So I think I think the good thing was that I sort of had a very normal childhood. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I had went to high school and all of that was, you know, typical high school. Yeah. And um, and it wasn't until high school finished. um, And then I pursued I wanted to continue pursuing acting and I joined a theatre company and and then I went to drama school after that. Yeah, yeah. But it always kind of felt like I was kind of on that road anyway. I never <laughs> felt it wasn't a sort of I didn't have one of those days where I was like, yeah, I really want to be an actor. I kind of was like, well, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess having having the experience like Braveheart at such a young age and showing you the opportunities that that sort of has kind of set your mind in like, oh, I can do mm. this, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. It's um, It just felt like that was the natural road to go down. It wasn't sort of a, a big decision I made. It was just, this is what I do and this is what I love. Yeah, yeah. So um, coming sort of more up to date, the film that you're um, promoting at the moment, which is uh, Abduct, which is a paranormal kind of uh, alien abduction movie. Yeah, it's um, it's just been released on Amazon. I mean, it's um, a conspiracy sci-fi. It's got a little bit of horror in, but I'd say it's more thriller. Right. Yeah, that's that's just out at the moment. That's quite interesting uh, with uh, with the cast as well. You've got Sienna Gilroy in there who played uh, Eve in Lucky Man and she was in Fortitude <laughs> as well. William B. Davis, which I think everybody knows is the smoking man from, from X-Files. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, it's him. Yeah. Um, Jack O'Halloran, I noticed, was in there as well, who has been in various different things, but I think a, a lot of people will know him when they see him as uh, Non from Christopher Reeve's Superman. That's right, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's a really interesting collection of of sort of sci-fi-ish related people that are involved in this. Yeah, it was it's such a great cast. Actually, it was um, it was brilliant because a lot of them. I mean, I was one of the first actors cast, and then mm. William joined after me, and um, Mark Arnold as well, who's um, got some really cool stuff coming out, which I I, I won't say in case <laughs> it's not been announced yet. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we had we've had some fantastic cast in it, which was amazing because I got to learn so much from them as well because I was sort of the least experienced one on set, right? Uh, which was brilliant. So yeah, it was it was it was like going to drama school all over again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do you want to do you want to just explain a bit about who you play in the uh, movie? Yeah, sure. I play um, Crystal, who's eighteen. Um, and she's been living in an orphanage and she's recently just left and she believes she may have killed her parents when she was a child. Right, And okay. that, that sort of gets revealed if she did or didn't throughout the film. But she's not quite 
what she seems so there's there's many different sides to her interesting okay yeah <laughs> i don't um, want to give too much away <laughs> no no yes I, I think that's good so did you do much research for for the uh, part because you're sort of dealing with um aliens and abduction and that sort of stuff i think for well i did a lot of um research on conspiracy theories right because i didn't i didn't really know anything about those at all so and uh, when you read the script a lot of the dialogue the heavy dialogue scenes are all to do with conspiracy theories right um so to just get my head around that and explaining that to an audience um i did i did loads of research you know it was like watching documentaries going online uh reading books and things like that just to really understand it myself which is part of the reason i love the job because it's always a chance to researching something really unusual yeah yeah the the film's actually based in Texas, but it wasn't shot there, was it? That's right. Yeah, it was actually shot in the UK. And uh, a second unit went out to the States, to Texas, to film out there. And then we literally green screened everything. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that it's it's actually cheaper to do that than it is to just send everybody else out to Texas yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's, um, it's amazing. I mean, we did have to battle with the weather a little bit. Well, um, yes. As you can imagine, there were times when we were outside with the green screen and we had to pretend to be boiling hot and we were shivering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like the, the opposite where I, I see uh, TV shows that I know have been shot in LA and they're pretending it's Chicago and they're there in yeah. massive jackets and you're kind of thinking they must be dying in yeah. the heat. In the... <laughs> Melting underneath it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, were you a fan of, of this sort of sci-fi conspiracy sort of genre before? Before you took the role um i mean i grew up watching things like the x files because there's um some of my family loved the show yeah um so i had watched quite a lot of sci-fi but it was just when i got this script it was just something that i thought you know i've never done that and i really wanted to do something with aliens and with effects and green screen because i had had no experience doing that sort of thing and with such an amazing cast as well yeah um you know, it was just, yeah, I just thought this would just be such a fun opportunity to do something like that. So I would definitely, I'd love to do another sort of Independence Day type movie or something <laughs> after this. <laughs> so it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess something like a, a smaller independent film like this is a good place to start and, and pick up skills like that. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's a really good introduction to it all. I always sort of recommend new actors to do lots of short films and to start an independent films because that you just learn so much yeah so when you do get on a, a larger set it just you're already at that level and you're not trying to pick it up along with all these high profile actors or something yes helps if you're if you're not making an idiot of yourself in front of like tom cruise or something yeah yeah basically yeah <laughs> um so you've got this film out at the moment um mm. I noticed you've got another film coming up called Dark Ascension as well. I haven't filmed that one yet. Um, I'm not sure I'm allowed to say anything about that one. Okay. And, okay <laughs> so I, might, I might not mention anything, but yeah, it looks, okay. it yeah, sounds I, cool. We can mention the cast because the cast list is on IMDb, so, but the cast yeah. for that looks really interesting. Tara Reid, Sean Young from Blade Runner, Mackenzie Crook, Paul Blackthorne from Arrow, and then you've got two legends, Bruce Campbell and Brian Blessed, in that movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it's an amazing cast. So it's, yes. I'm looking forward to uh, getting on that set. <laughs> yes, yeah, that will be. There's, a, I see, I, I'd be terrible as an actor because I'd just be fanboying the entire time. <laughs> so it's, it's just, have you had any moments where you've met somebody like that and, and it's been a little 
difficult to kind of keep you cool when you've met somebody i don't think so actually i kind of um <laughs> i think um i mean i'd maybe be a little bit in awe if i met someone like meryl streep just because i admire acting so much yes yeah but i think if i met someone like her it wouldn't be so much like a, a fan thing it would be more of a questionnaire on how she gets <laughs> her performance thing yeah. Yeah, um, yeah yeah i've not really sort of had that that reaction yet If we look at some more general questions, what's the best piece of advice somebody's given you? Oh, uh, that is a good one. Um, Oh, I I did have one experience when I was, um, I travel a lot. So when I'm traveling, I tend to talk to everybody. And um, I was uh, traveling with this this guy and he turned out to be this high flying businessman. And um, he gave me two bits of advice. He said, always stay positive and never give up. (laughs) <laughs> and I think it's so simple, but it's so true. Yeah. So many people um, are really negative and they quit really easily. And, and you know, it's it, they're the two most simple things that you need. You just, you need to keep being positive and you need to keep on driving for it. Otherwise you won't get it. Yeah, I think that's very true. Very, yeah, very true. And, and, and that was, um, yeah, that was definitely some of the best advice I've had. Um, you know, I'm, I try and ask as many people I'm working with on set what advice they would give and you know a lot of it is just just keep going you have to just keep going uh even even when you don't feel like it (laughs) um yes as yeah it's 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 definitely all about not quitting Um, I think that's probably been the the one thing that everybody said it's certainly in your industry as well because it it can go very up and down that you and it's it could be a tough road sometimes but you know you stick at it yeah definitely I think if you love it enough you don't you don't quit it anyway you just keep going yes acting's one of those jobs that I think is is less of a job and more of a calling (laughs) yeah yeah I think so (laughs) I agree so who would who inspires you um well I'd say sort of actors like Edward Norton because they change so much with each role they play yeah um and i love that i love actors who can completely transform themselves into somebody else that Mm. i really admire you know that you can see that they've put so much into to their performance and you don't recognize them from one film to another so they're the they're the actors that i would sort of admire the most or i'm inspired by yeah but it's it's also i'm so inspired by actors who you know who've been jobbing actors who have done theater and film and tv and have always done it and they've never quit and they've been through major highs and major lows and they're not they're not chasing fame yeah but they're doing it for the love of their craft and i really respect that that is such a a rare thing to see these days especially I think there's a lot of influence on being famous these days. So yes. it's, it's always nice when you meet people who aren't just about that. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's interesting. I always find it interesting when you find actors who are, are incredibly famous and then you suddenly discover that they've gone and done, done like a, a, you know, a play in the West End or, you know, yeah. something which is obviously not you know he's, they're not earning a huge amount for it and but yeah. it's something they wanted to go and do so they've got to done it you know and, yeah definitely and you also get the uh, the bigger actors that go and do these little independent films because you know they do the big film so they can afford to do the little films which is the things yeah. that they actually want to do you know yeah exactly they do their, their studio based movies so they can help get the the money for the indie films yeah, um, yeah. i mean there's a lovely independent film called trust yeah uh, that came out uh, several years ago and apparently that that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the the lead actor 
um, agreeing to do it because they just didn't have the money and it was an indie film. So yeah. a lot of a lot of actors can make stuff happen by attaching themselves to it, which I think is really brilliant. Yeah, definitely. What would you say is the most interesting experience you've had whilst working? Ooh, oh, these are brilliant questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, the most interesting experience I've had, um, I think for me, it's probably between abduct and um, a little film i did called eden gray which is an action movie um which is going to be released pretty soon they've just released the trailer right and we basically um it was how we shot i mean with abduct we filmed for two months but they were separated into one half of the start of the year and the end of the year right yeah so um so just going back and forth with everything and trying to remember i mean it was a full feature film so we had to try and get all the continuity right and i i, I remember watching it on one of the screenings and i was like yeah we filmed that in march and then <laughs> oh the next scene yeah that scene we filmed in august <laughs> so yeah it's um i that that's always kind of interesting to make sure you can you can do that and then with um eden gray it was the chance to actually do s- stunt work right yes that was that was incredible. Um, I loved it. I mean, I do uh, Krav Maga martial arts, which is um, Israeli martial arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just it was great to get a chance to put that on screen, but also do some stunts. And we, you know, we literally spent one week doing one fight scene and the next week doing the <laughs> next fight scene and stuff. And that was so much fun. That was such a brilliant experience. And um, I think it really bonded all the crew because I think the crew love shooting action <laughs> and the actors love doing. It. I think uh, crew kind of go, oh, we're doing a dialogue scene today, damn. <laughs> but when it's yeah, when it's an action scene, everyone's kind of really pumped and excited about it. So that was brilliant. That's very cool. Uh, so what are you doing next? So um, I've got a, a series called Horizon that's going to be coming out soon, and I did the period drama episode of that. Right. Um, and I've got a few other projects which are coming out, which are going to be released soon, and. Um, I've also just been sent another script, so I'm going <laughs> to read that this afternoon. <laughs> nice. Uh, another, another feature film, so um, that's a possible project that's going to be uh, coming up for me in the near future. Excellent. So two last questions, which we ask everybody. Yeah. Uh, first one is, what TV shows are you watching at the moment? Um, I, I always watch Outlander, because oh, I love yes. it. Yes. And um, I really want to be in it. <laughs> and um, The Crown as well, which I think is amazing. Ah, yes, yes. Great yeah. series. Yeah, we should say you are you are, um, you are Scottish, but there's not much sign yes. of a Scottish accent there at all. No, no. I mean, um, it is my native accent, my Scottish accent. And yeah. uh, then when I went to drama school, they, they made you talk with a, an English accent. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I can switch into my Scottish accent pretty easily. <laughs> Is that one of those things that the moment you get slightly north of, of the kind of England, the, the accent slowly creeps back into Scottish? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Especially when I'm with all my Scottish friends and I'm with my brother, then it, yeah, yeah. Then it starts coming out. <laughs> yes, yeah. So if you had the opportunity to work on any show, past, present or future, which show would it be? Um, Outlander, definitely. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely, one hundred percent. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, well, they they do shoot some of it in Scotland. I think they're in South Africa at the moment. That's why it's been uh, taking yeah, that's so long. Right. But, uh, yeah, they moved production to the Black Sails sets for all the sea scenes. Apparently, yeah, yeah. It looks, I've I've been looking um, for some behind the scenes shots and stuff. It looks so cool. <laughs> Well, you know, put put yourself. You never know. You might manage to get get uh, on one of the uh, 
later seasons because it is still going so you know yeah it is fingers crossed that'd yeah. be that'd be incredible <laughs> that would be good all right um thank you for coming on to spend a bit of time i shall let you get back to the rest of your day oh thank you so much it was great to talk to you good to talk to you too cheers Okay, cheers, bye. bye. So that was the interview with Vary. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, you can find Abduct and some of our other work up on Amazon Video if you want to go and look for that now. Next up, we have some highlights for next week on TV. <laughs> Highlights for next week. First up, we have Colony, which is back for its second season. That's uh, Joss Holloway from Lost. I like this. Yeah, and Sarah Wayne Callies from Prison Break and uh, Walking Dead. There, there's a sort of two different sides of of an alien invasion, basically. Yeah, I like I like this. It's not just that the heroic rebels or anything. It's, it's yeah. And morally ambiguous in places. Yes. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like no, it. I I think I've got some of the first season still to finish off, but I've still got it on the skybox. It's one of those ones that I'm using in the summer to go through and kind of yeah. finish off getting through. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, good. It was a good show, that. So I'm looking forward to that coming back. Uh, that starts on the 5th of July at 9pm uh, on Sky One. Who Do You Think You Are is back for its 14th season. That's on BBC One on the 6th of July at 9pm. I've got any celebrities celebrities left to do that they're, they're getting slightly less celebrities i did have to look up a few side. of the uh, few of the people there's some people that i did recognize there were some that i did have to look up um but you know it, it depends if you're interested in genealogy because generally the background oh, of the genealogy the older you get the more you're interested I in it i think no clark's from um you know from doctor who and yeah. uh, you know f- film director in his own right these days but uh, yes he's i think he's one of the ones this time around okay. so could be quite interesting chicago pd is back for its fourth season on 5 USA on the 6th of July at 9pm. Finally, I think a lot of people have been saying because the Chicago series have been delayed and delayed and delayed. So uh, Chicago Fire, I think he's coming next week. Chicago PD kicks it off though. Uh, that's on the 6th of July on 5 USA. You've got Zoo. That's coming the for its third season on Sky One. That's on the 7th of July at 9pm. Uh, <laughs> this is the wonderfully brilliant, stupid show. <laughs> I adore this series. It's just because it's so utterly ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's great fun. I really, really like that show. So uh, you've got that. And then we've got uh, Ross Kemp's Extreme World. He's back for a Sixth and final season. I think he's got tired of putting himself in dangerous situations and getting shot at. <laughs> maybe nobody else will take him as well yeah, as Arkwright. Yeah, Christ. maybe, maybe. Uh, so, um, yeah, they are brilliant, those those shows. I mean, I don't know how much... It seems fairly genuine. I mean, it doesn't seem overly staged. I mean, if it no, is, it they've done a good job. No, it but doesn't. I, I honestly don't I think don't, it is. I get the impression that he has genuinely put himself in yeah, situations I, I that are dangerous. Yeah, I certainly do. I mean, I've heard him talk about... Yeah. like. In, in interviews and talked about how some of them are genuinely quite dangerous uh, situations so yeah it's I mean Ross Kemp Extreme World I do hope he carries on doing these sort of documentary things even because he had a slightly different series on gangs previously and he's done them on individual things and that was a good series that was a good series as well so and he's done one on Britain as well so you know I I think yeah he should just do one on pubs (laughs) <laughs> maybe just go and sit in dodgy pubs yeah just go and sit in you give an excuse to sit in pubs yeah, maybe dodgy his wife maybe his wife has turned around and stopped him like <laughs> no so you're not a step down we're going all the dodgiest boozers in, in like various cities <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> 
Oh yeah, and Chicago Fire, as we mentioned, uh, back on the 11th of July on Sky Living, that is. So uh, that's that's the main Chicago show returning, finally. So uh, that will be back from the 11th of July at 9pm. And that's everything for this week, unless you've got anything else you want to pitch Um in with. Only that I think we should do a series about dodgy pubs. <laughs> I think that I think that would that's got legs. <laughs> it just gives you an excuse to sit in a pub, you mean? <laughs> Otherwise, no, nothing more from me. <laughs> So that's everything for us this week. If you uh, want to find the latest air dates throughout the week, you can visit us at geektown.co.uk and get all the latest air date info. If you want to get in touch with your questions and comments, you can email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. You can leave a message on the website post. You can find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Geektown, and on Instagram at Geektown UK. That's everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.